If we have not met, I'm John. I'm one of the pastors here. I'd love to, to shake your hand and say hi and, and, and meet you face to face. If you're online and you're hanging out in uh, uh, Pahuxa, Oklahoma, hi, uh, welcome. Uh, my, my wife's a big fan of Pioneer Woman, so uh, we'll come out and join you. If you're hanging out in Pahuxa or San Francisco or Marco Island or Brooklyn, we've got people watching from all over the country and all over the world. It's really weird. It's fascinating, but welcome. Send me an email and say hi. I'd love to reach out and connect. Uh, we're in week three. For those of you that have been gathering and hanging out with us, we're in week three of our series called Invited. And this is a big series for us, uh, for all of our Whitewater community. And if this is your first time hanging out with us, man, just welcome to our community of misfits. Really, I mean, we really are a bunch of misfits. I know I've been saying that uh, every time I've been up at this beginning of the year because it's true. And I want you to let this really get into your bones. We're all just a bunch of misfits here. I wanna make sure everybody knows that everybody in your row, everybody watching online, none of us have it all together. Nobody on the platform, none of us, none of us have it all together. All right, we're all just some misfits trying to submit ourselves to a God of second chances who helps us grow closer to him one day at a time. And in this series of invited, it's our way of saying join us as we come together on that journey. And throughout this series, we're, we're extending an invitation to every single person in our ecosystem, whether you've been hanging out for five minutes or 50 years, we are extending an invitation to you to join us in relationship, community, and mission. And so we want, we want to like head into this new year, just very frankly, knowing who's with us as we turn the page and start a new chapter for Whitewater. And so we wanna know who is with us so we can encourage your heart as you grow as a disciple, so we can empower you to be and achieve all that God has for you, so we can equip you with all that you need to be an ambassador of hope to your neighborhood and network and community and wherever you have a sphere of influence. And so over the next few weeks, uh, we're gonna share very clearly, like this is who we are and this is why we exist, what we're all about. And at the end of this series, we're gonna share a moment together where we're literally going to ask the question, are you in? And you will have an opportunity to RSVP of whether you are in or not. So a little bit about us. We exist to help people find hope and a home in Jesus. We're all about hope here. We're all about making sure that we actually are the tangible hands and feet of Jesus. Not just like, hey, we believe and we read, but we don't do, all right? So we are doers of the word. And so we are all about helping people find hope and a home in Jesus. We are four core values as, as a ministry, as a church that, that will never change, all right? Those four are we obey the Bible, we glorify God, we love people, and we follow Jesus. All right, last week Davis, David taught us about uh, why we obey the Bible, and if you missed it, please go back and watch it online. The Bible is our guiding truth to all. To, 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 not to some, to all, all right? To all that we do as we grow as disciples and that includes our topic for today of what the Bible has to say about why we glorify God, why we worship, why we praise. And I hope you are ready. Psalm 47 says this, clap your hands. Some person got it, just one, now two. 
Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. We have a couple wild ones, praise God for them. For the Lord most high is awesome, the great king over all the earth. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. Wow. I'm so glad. You guys are like right into my hand. I just love this. I'm going to share something with you today that I believe has the power to radically change your approach, your mindset to how you worship and how you praise it our God, the creator of all things. Today, I'm I'm, I'm going to offer you a theology of praise, all right? So uh, over the last 43 years, I have had the privilege of being exposed to all different types of ministries, all different types of worship styles and approaches to worshiping God. I've been to super conservative churches uh, where no one said a word, I mean, at all, okay? I mean, the only people, only noise that came was from the platform and not a peep, all right? You could hear a mouse fart. It was like that. I said it. I said I wasn't gonna say it, but I said it, yeah. There you go, it's gonna be that type of morning. Like, zero noise, right? I've been to those type of churches. Uh, I've been to churches where uh, everyone chanted. Ah, so much chanting. So much chanting. Um, I've been to churches where, where people spoke and sang in different languages. Uh, I've been to churches where you got like a full workout in, right? You know, you sat, you kneeled, you sat, you stood, you sat. It was like burpees, you know, like all for an hour. That's like it, that. I've been to those ministries. That's totally cool. Uh, I've been to churches uh, where, you know, like you, they would last uh, 30 minutes, the whole thing, right? Uh, I've been to ministries that it lasts over four hours, all right, whole day, just give up your whole day. It's, you're, you're worshiping, right? I've been to it. I've been to parts of gatherings that uh, were no bigger than 10 people, and I've been to gatherings there was over 10,000, all right? Uh, I've been a part of a church where everybody was white, and we all clapped on one and three. Only some people will get that joke. And I've been, uh, <laughs> and I've been part of a church where our family was the only white family. I've been to services where people clapped and raised their hands and they danced. And I've been to services that if you dared mutter an amen during a service or, or, or raise a hand in worship, people would look at you like you were demon possessed, right? You ever see those people or know any of those people that like, man, they just keep their worship like in a box, right? Like if they're standing next to you don't point that's rude like it's cool like you know those people like they they may have like an explosion of joy and a celebration happening on the inside but on the outside death <laughs> like a hot dog right just death right I don't know we've been to all different types of worship experiences and, and something I've noticed as a learner of all things, like I, I noticed that just because they clapped their hands and danced in aisles did not mean that the Spirit of God was at work in their lives and that lives were being transformed. I've also noticed that uh, just because people didn't clap 
dance or raise their hands, it didn't mean that the Spirit of God wasn't at work and lives weren't being transformed. But here is what I have found, is that when the Spirit of God was on the move and working in and through a community, here are some things that were always the same, that the people were desperate and hungry for the Word of God. They were desperate for his presence, that the people were responding to his teachings and the Spirit's promptings, that there were signs of growth and signs of wonder, that there were stories of life transformation just nonstop, that there were stories and physical healings, that there were stories of chains being broken and lives being restored. And because of all that, the one thing that was constant was they couldn't help but praise God. They couldn't help it. And here's what I've learned. Our praise can't be predicated by our preferences. Our praise cannot be predicated by our preferences. See, instead of asking the question, hey, uh, how was worship today? Right? Like where, where it's all about like, our preferences, you know, asking like, hey, you know, how, how church went, you know, like, like, did we like it? Did we not like it? You know, like, was our favorite speaker or our favorite worship leader up? You know how you do, right? Don't act like you don't have these conversations, okay? Because <laughs> I've got spies on the inside, okay? I got Crimers and Taste of Belgium and Cracker Barrel and Nick's Cafe. I got spies. You should tip better, by the way. And, and they all tell me what your conversations are about, okay? So instead of how was worship today, maybe we should be asking the question, how was your worship today? How did you abandon yourself to praise the Lord Most High? See, here's the deal. I I actually think that God the Father is probably the only one who will evaluate our worship as we gather as a church, like would he recognize it as his church? Like I wonder if he is asking the question, do they really mean what they sing about? Was it real? Was it from the heart? Was that their best that they brought before the king? Psalm 103, it says this, and it's our instruction, if you will, when it comes to praise and worship. 103 verse 1, it says, let all that I am. What's that word? The second word, it is, oh man, dang, you guys can read like me. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Praise the Lord, everything he has created, that's all of us. Praise the Lord, everything he has created, everything in all his kingdom, let all that I am. Praise the Lord, the depth of our worship, is dictated by the devotion to our king. See, some of you may be really comfortable in in worshiping and expressing yourself in worship, and and others of you may not be uh, comfortable (laughs) expressing yourself in worship. And I just want to say that all types of worshipers are welcome here. 
okay? All of you are welcome here. All of you, I, just, I wanna say that, all right? It, and, and it takes all types of worshipers, and, I, and I'm gonna like challenge all of us wherever, wherever you are to like to grow in, in your understanding and execution of worship. Um, but, but so whether you are like a, a dig for change type of worshiper, you know what I mean? Like, like you just like, this is your like, you know, that's how you express your worship, like that, well, you're welcome here, all right? You are welcome him. Whether you are, uh, your posture of worship is the principal. Some of you are pointing to people and you shouldn't do that. Well, if that's you, like, man, you are welcome here, all right? Uh, and whether you are, you know, your, your style of worship is, is to just, you know, like, to carry the big screen TV. Okay, maybe that's you, and it's like, you know what, praise God. Praise God, it's very subtle. You got a little dance to you, you're trying to shimmy down the hallway is what you're trying to do, you know? It's totally fine, welcome, welcome. Others of you, you may relate to this type of style of worship. You're like the touchdown people, right? You're like, there was, I saw a lot of people that yesterday, right? Yeah, praise God. Uh, a lot of, some of you really like the touchdown, all right? Touchdown, I'm just gonna, I just gotta put my goalpost up there and just really like let it go, okay? I, I, you are welcome here. Some of you, uh, you may have seen this, you've looked around or saw this, some of you may have seen the, uh, the, the graduate level of worshipers, it's rarely, rarely ever achieved, but some of you, you understand, it's the Disney uh, posture of worship, the Mufasa. <laughs> Circle of life! You know, you ever see, you know, it's a Mufasa. So, uh, you know, you are welcome here. You are welcome here. Takes all types of worshipers. So whether you are a principal, <laughs> Mufasa, you are welcome, but I want to challenge everyone to take a step of growth today. We are, he will meet us where we are, but we are never called to sit and stay parked on the side of the road. So I challenge all of us to grow today to learn a little more about what God's word has to say about praise, to learn how to listen and follow the Spirit's prompting of how to worship. Yes, the Holy Spirit, that's, a, that's you know, for Trinity folks, that's the one cousin that we don't talk about for some reason, don't understand. You, can, you don't get Father, Son without Spirit. See, First uh, Thessalonians uh, verse uh, 519 says this, says, uh, <laughs> quench not, the Spirit, thank you, amen. Quench not the Spirit. Some of you are just confused that I went King James on you. You're like, that's the first time in two years he actually went to King James. Yes, quench not the Spirit. For your NIV folks, like, uh, don't stifle. I don't know which one's better for you. Don't stifle the Spirit. 
Martin Lloyd-Jones, uh, if you're into history as well as uh, history of the church, uh, he served for 30 years as the minister at Westminster Chapel in London uh, right at the turn of the century and during, during the early 1900s. So this isn't like a new age modern thing, okay? Uh, okay, turn of the century, uh, Westminster. He said, a dislike of enthusiasm can be one of the greatest hindrances to revival. It's just a little too demonstrative for me. <laughs> I've never heard that in an email sent my way. Ever. <laughs> a dislike of enthusiasm can be one of the greatest hindrances to revival. Today I want us to take a look at God's word and what it says about praise, specifically the Old Testament, right? Because you guys are always like, he always is in the New Testament. Old Testament for you, okay? Specifically, Psalms, right? We're gonna find seven Hebrew words for praise, and they all mean something different. They all uh, give us a fuller picture of what it means to praise God. Uh, for those of you who wanna read more about this, Darren Whitehead, Chris Tomlin, wrote a great book called Holy Roar, has a ton of great info on this as well. So the first Hebrew word for praise is yada. Everybody say yada. Yada, Hebrew scholars, all of you, welcome. Certificates on the way out. Yada, hands of praise. To revere or worship with outstretched hands, to hold out the hands, to lift your hands in praise. Psalm 67.3, it says, may the nations, the word here is yada you, oh God. Yes, may all the nations yada you. God's word in Hebrew. Psalm 44, eight, oh God, we give glory to you all day long and constantly yada you. So all you touchdown callers, this one's for you, yada, yada, right? There's something instinctive in all of us that understands this one, okay? Whether it's after a goal, after a touchdown or a home run, what do we do? We instinctively, yada, right? We, right, the, the only two times yada is also shared in, in Hebrew is to be shot out like an arrow. Shot out, right? Yada, we score, <laughs> right? Man, wouldn't it be incredible to bring that to the worship of our king? I wonder why we resist doing that, to praise the God who knit us together and gives breath in our lungs. I mean, we go nuts for our teams, right? <laughs> we go nuts. Why not for our king? See, here's the deal. When our pride and our preferences are surpassed, by our love and desperation for our Lord, watch what happens to our hands the next time we are invited to worship. My hope that as a community of believers growing and learning that we will join the millions and millions of believers who have yadad for over 3,000 years. Second Hebrew word, halal. Everybody say halal. 
halal. It's a celebration of praise. To boast, to rave, to shine, to celebrate, to be foolish. Halal is where we get the word hallelujah. Psalm 156 says, let everything that has breath halal the Lord. Meaning let everything has breath be foolish for the Lord, right? Uh, Psalm 149.3 says, Halal his name with dancing accompanied by tambourine and harp. With dancing and music. Oh my gosh, did that man just say, he did not say dancing. That, not, no, not, not around here. That, listen, listen, boy. Boy, we, around here, we, don't, we do biblical things in biblical ways around here. That's what we do, Right. Wow, that's so weird. Me too. Psalm 149.3. Halal his name with dancing. King David. King David was caught dancing before the Lord, right? Uh, and listen to King David's response. Not John Tizovich. King David, 2 Samuel 6, 21. He says, I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this. I will be humiliated for him in, his, in my own eyes. Jeremiah 31, 13, it says the young women will dance for joy. And guess what? The men old and young will join them. Amazing. So if the spirit moves you, move. Amazing. To let loose of all the inhibitions before the Lord. Friends, my heart was broken when I listened to my friend Betsy as she told me about the time that leaders at her old church told her to tone it down because it was distracting. I wish I would have been there. You know, I got, I got issues, so I wish I would have been there that day. <laughs> May that man's eyes be fixed more on the king and our, his word and less on the actions of those wild ones and their devotion to him. Amen. Let everything that has breath, hadal, halal the Lord, celebrate the Lord, rave and be foolish before the Lord. Third Hebrew word for praise, tehillah. Everybody say tehillah. Tehillah. <laughs> Now I have your attention. Now you're like, now I can get on board with that posture of worship. I can do that, John. Pastor said to bring the tequila. I can do that. This is the, my favorite church. My favorite church. They have some dancing and then they got, they got the tequila. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a song of praise. A new song, a spontaneous song, a psalm, Psalm 40, verse 3 says, He put a new song in my mouth, a song of tequila to our God. I can't even, like, a new song in my mouth, a tequila in my So many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. Psalm 100, verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with tequila. Some of you, listen, this, this is directly, I'm telling you, this is downloaded from him to you. Some of you have been created and inspired to sing a new song, to create new songs of praise, and those will be the voice of a new generation of believers. Do not listen to the naysayers. Do not listen to them that they tell you it's a waste of time for you to journal and write. You are not weird. You are not just a dreamer. You are a vessel and a creation of God. 
that he wants to use to create new songs of tequila. He wants to stir a revival with a new song in our hearts and in our communities. Tequila, dream you dreamers, write you writers, give us new songs to tequila our Lord. The fourth Hebrew word for praise is toda. Everybody say toda. Oh, it's an expectation of praise. It is an extension of the hand of thanksgiving. It is a sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice, a thanksgiving for things not yet received. Tada is coming together with God's people, lifting your hands in praise and thanking him for what he has done, but thanking him for what he has not done. That is a praise of faith to raise your hand, raise your hand right now. Raise your hand if you have ever had a problem. I want you to keep it up. Raise your hand if you ever had a problem. We have a lot of liars in the room right now. All right, so keep it up. Raise your hand if you're sitting next to a person with a problem. Yeah, keep, it, keep, keep them up. Raise your other hand if you have ever needed help to get through a problem. All right, so now this is the posture of Toda. This is it, Toda. It's a praise of help. This is the posture of those going through a storm. Tada is when we give praise when it hurts, when it doesn't make sense. I tada you, Lord. When it's uncertain, when I don't have the answers, when I'm going through the darkest valley, I will tada you. Tada is though, even though I can't see it, even though it doesn't make sense, even though I don't feel it, I'm gonna trust that you are working in my life, God. I will give you praise, I will lift my hands in tada. Psalm 56, 11 says this, I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? It says, what can mere mortals do to me? Think about it, when you know who you are and whose you are and who he is, what can mere mortals do to me? I will fulfill my vows to you, O God, and will, and will offer a sacrifice of todah for your help to those wrestling with the diagnosis, for those waiting for test results, for those in the depths of anxiety and depression, I just wanna invite you to join me because I'm in that season right now. Join me in a praise of ta-da, that you are with us, God, that you will not leave us or abandon us, that you are bigger than whatever we are up against. We ta-da, you Lord, even though we cannot see it. We are trusting you, Father, that you are bigger than our storm, that you are the only one who is gonna lift us up with your victorious right hand and restore us. Amen. We lift our tada to you, Lord. The fifth Hebrew word for praise is zamar. Say zamar. Zamar, it's, it's music of praise, to make music, to celebrate with song and music, to touch the strings or parts of a musical instrument. Psalm 144.9, it says, I will sing a new song to you, O God, on a harp of 10 strings. I want a harp up here, somebody work on that. I will sing praises, Zamar, to you. The essence of Zamar is God reminding us that he is the one who created music. Music and melody are from him, it's his gift to us that we use to, to, to be the encouraging of the heart and the spirit, the empowering of God's people. Like think in your life, like, like you ever have like a go-to song, right? 
Like you have a go-to song, some of you, it's, it's Whitesnake, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just me. Because when I hear, here I go again, it's game over, <laughs> right? Here I go again on my own, right? It's, it's on, it's summer, I am going, it could be winter outside. If I hear that, it is on. What is your go-to song, right? You have a go-to song that changes everything. When that jam comes on, you're like, yeah. When that playlist that gets you through the last mile, when it's the darkest night, but you have that song that as long as I can just listen to this, it's gonna minister to my heart and get me through it. That is Zamar. That is music. That is how God is using music to minister the music and melody to draw us into his goodness and his presence. Zamar, the sixth word for praise in Hebrew is Barak. Everybody say Barak. Hit that K. Barak, it's a posture of praise. It's to kneel down in praise, to bless to salute, to thank. Psalm 103, one and two, it says, let all that I am barak the Lord with my whole heart. I will barak his holy name. Let all that I am barak the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Barak the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, barak the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Barak the Lord, everything he has created, everything in all his kingdom, let all that I am Barak the Lord. It's the essence of humility before the Lord. Listen, I love uh, to sing and to praise God. I am one of the wild ones. Praise God that you're stuck with me, okay? Uh, but here's the deal. Uh, there are some times in the middle of worship where I feel just in the spirit, just led to kneel down, to humble myself, right? It could be here in church. It could be out in nature. Well, I will just see something and be amazed at the goodness and mercy of our God. And I will just say, who am I, oh God? And I, I just like, I, I am nothing compared to you. And, then, and all I can do is humble myself to a kneeling or, or prone position. And I'm going to take it a step further and just kind of confess to you before all of you that there have been times when I have been led by the Spirit to Barak in the middle of a worship time here on a Sunday, and I don't because my fear of what you may think was greater than my fear of the Lord. And that is messed up. So I confess, I repent, and I promise to lead you better in those moments. The seventh Hebrew word for praise is Shabbat. Everybody say Shabbat. Shabbat, it's a shout of praise. (laughs) To address in a loud tone. I wonder what my (laughs) go-to praise is. Shabbat, to address in a loud tone, to shout, to commend, to give glory and triumph. Psalm 117, it says this, it says, Halal the Lord, all you nations, Shabbat him, all you people of the earth. 
Does anybody in this room fall under the category of all you people of the earth? Oh, okay, I just wanna make sure we're all back together. Halal the Lord, all you nations. Shabak him, all you people of the earth. The essence of Shabak is when something wells up from deep inside of you, right? You ever have that? There's something that is just a groaning and the only response to what you are experiencing or what you're going through, it isn't a word or a song or even something intelligible, but it's just a Shabak. Right, it just, it just, it comes out. It's a mighty yelp, a shout of praise, of glory, of triumph. And I know you know what I'm talking about, right? Because at 7.52 p.m. last night, throughout the entire tri-state area, there was a collective mighty shout of Shabbat! Did you hear it? After 31 years, the Bengals won a play. same passion, that same energy, that same praise, that same Shabbat to our King, to him who is able to do infinitely more, to him who gives breath in our lungs, to him who is the only one worthy of a Shabbat. So right now we're going to go into a time of praise and worship. And I just want to encourage you that wherever you may be in your spiritual journey, that you just take a step. We're going to take a step of growth. We're going to take a step of obedience to draw, be drawn closer to the Father as you worship today, to move out of your comfort zone, to try something new in a safe environment where everybody's feeling the same thing right now. You're all wondering, oh, what's one thing I can do so I'm not the only guy who's the principal? What's one thing? We're all thinking it. I don't know what your step of faith is today, but I'm inviting all of you into a deeper understanding and deeper level of praise to our Father in heaven, like a child reaching up to Dada with outstretched arms that he's the only one who can give us what we actually need. So right now I'm inviting you to stand and to your feet if you are able. I invite you to lay down your baggage, to lay down your burdens, in the midst of whatever challenge you have going on, in the midst of all that we have going on, in the midst of fear and judgment and discouragement, in the midst of not knowing what our future holds, that we are gonna cry out to the Lord. We are shouting out to you, O oh God, with a Shabbat of praise. We are trusting you. We are giving you our lives. We know that you alone are worthy. Only you can sustain us. You will not leave us or abandon us. So Father, as one people to say we love you, we trust you, we worship you, 